When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Process Day. Join the show on Twitter at Hale Varsity and at Schmitz underscore radio. Call in at 402-466-ESPN or 1-800-825-5865. Here's Chris Schmitz. Welcome to it. Great to be with you on a Friday. It's Hale Varsity Radio presented by the Nebraska Lottery. Chris Schmidt. Connor Clark is in. We got plenty to get into today. Some NFL, some college football, some uh, praise being thrown Nebraska's way when it comes to the portal. How does the uh, the rest of the roster look? Uh, what are the outlooks for some more additions? We'll get into all of that. We'll dive into some hoops as well as Jacob Padilla going to be with us in about 20 minutes. Uh, we'll just kind of go around the band with Jacob on, on all things basketball, football, and sneaking some volleyball. In hour two, the Pride of Fairbury is back. Bill Dolm joins us. We are going to use him as a potential tour guide and just kind of hash out Ireland 2022. Uh, why not start dreaming big? So Billy D coming up in an hour. And then Steve Marek with Hale Varsity. Get some thoughts from him on Husker Baseball Dare I say it, winnable series. Must win, yes, but winnable series this weekend for Nebraska against Minnesota. Also, he had a chance to to catch up with Devin Drew and uh, get his feedback on, you know, what what Nebraska's new look D-line can be. Numbers to get in. Join us at 466-3776-466-37-76-800-825. 5865. Find us on Twitter at Schmidt underscore radio, Chris Schmidt. Connor Clark, his Twitter handle at C underscore Clark underscore 27. So, Connor, you're already rocking the uh, the old Salt Dogs polo, brother. you got to be fired up for the season. Absolutely. I mean, I've been waiting for it for a couple of months now, and I, that's where I came from today. So, we get we got a week left. Week left until we're hitting the ground running. It is uh, it is awesome. We'll uh, spend time with Charlie Meyer Monday. We'll be live at Haymarket a week from today for the home opener road show Friday with Hale Varsity. And listen, you were at, at getting geared up at the Salt Dogs. I was with my old buddy Paul Glenn at Executive Travel. Uh, Mark Cranack and me are heading over to Ireland for road shows and hilarity. Uh, is what we're going to go with. Uh, so long and short is we've got to do a layover in Amsterdam before we go to Dublin. And I've been to Mexico and I've been to Canada. Uh, my trek into Canada, college years, pre-age of 21, let's go to Windsor because I can buy whiskey, right? Drinking age was 18. Uh, Mexico church trip, I think senior year of high school, Tijuana. So... I am not uh, well-seasoned in international travel. Cranach is, so we're excited to go over, cover Nebraska football in Dublin and uh, be over there for a handful of shows. But, yeah, the old uh, the old Amsterdam layover 
that's, uh, I think, three hours. And he was talking about coffee shops and chocolate, bless his heart. And he says, Schmidt, you can't use Fumble Ruski as a safe word. I'm like, look, I'm just trying to find the right plane to get over to Ireland. So, no, that's been my day. Pretty excited about it, though. And I'm so jacked that that game is going to happen. Some news and notes with Nebraska as we look forward. The other part of that thing, too, is my wife. I, I had to FaceTime her, uh, and she was in the middle of something, so I, I interrupted, and that was met with scorn. And she's like, well, fine, here's your, your passport info, and she's going to try and get a petition going to send my German Shepherd over as a therapy dog because she wants a week without uh, Gertie trying to play ball with her. Back to Nebraska. And so Nebraska is not going to have any visitors this weekend. Next weekend is the potential target, and that is going to be Kane Williams, the safety out of Alabama. And Nebraska has two, uh, two targets here from the fighting Nick Sabans. Kane Williams, talented safety, and uh, Williams, a guy that's from Mickey Joseph's hometown. So there's a connection there. I think Bama won the recruiting war. But uh, Williams in the portal, ready to move on. Stefan Wynn is probably Nebraska's next top target. And quite honestly, if we're going to rank him, Connor, I want one more interior and and then look at a, a, another secondary piece. Uh, you got uh, Marquise Buford and Miles Farmer, Gifford, Pola Gates, and Singleton. After spring ball, you feel okay, but... Do you go maybe add a Williams if you can? I don't absolutely not. You don't turn him down. If he's interested in Nebraska, you've got a connection and there's talent. That would just be more depth and talent there uh, for a, a safety spot. Win is, is a no-brainer, clearly, at defensive tackle, and, and that's uh, because of size and talent. He's just not been able to to crack the lineup. He's played. He's played, but he's been four years at Bama, and – Connor, all they do is crank out first, second, third round dudes or Lombardi winners. <laughs> okay, so if you're not playing at Bama, it doesn't mean you're no good. It's kind of like back in the day playing for the University of Miami defensive line where their backup dude got a seventh round selection or a fifth round guy. So where Nebraska's at right now as they head into to workouts in the near future I think the trio right now at corner with Newsom and Hill and Braxton Clark is pretty good. You know, what can you get with Buford and Farmer at safety? Uh, Noah Pola Gates is a guy that we've been waiting on and I think can, can be a really good player. Isaac Gifford as well and Singleton. So you're going to need one of those guys. Theoretically, if you can get a Kane Williams teamed up with Buford or Farmer, and move one of those other guys to that slot corner spot when an offense tries to spread you out. And, and what can you get as far as that JoJo role? We know that Gifford's the guy that we saw quite a bit of. Kolarovic might be a guy that they looked at, but maybe from a depth standpoint, move him back inside because he's, he's played there before. Uh, numbers right now, Nebraska could take three guys. That's all right. And from a from a quarterback standpoint, uh, you do have a, a situation with Casey Thompson and Chubba Pretty. Casey got the snaps, but we saw Pretty look good briefly. Can he stay healthy? 
And I think long-term upside, you think about Nebraska and their quarterback situation, you get Chubba Pretty here for next year and the year after for multiple years. Connor, I think you could – it'd be nice to see a, you know, a pick at 2.0 type situation where you got a year to groom a guy and then he's ready to go, he's got experience, and maybe you get a couple of years out of it. Yeah, and obviously the Kenny Pickett situation is is hard to come by, but but it's a development story right, exactly. with with talent out of high school. What happens from high school to when you see the field? Exactly, but at the same time, in in developing players is obviously, I mean, it's it's the oldest trick in the book. That's how you make players be good at what they're doing. You develop them throughout years and years of coaching. The one can like okay, so if Chuba Purdy's going to be this future quarterback for Nebraska, and he's going to go through the Mark Whipple system and get developed by Mark Whipple, does the transfer portal come into play for him again, or do you is get he a, stick you, it out? You don't. You don't get a second free pass, though, dude. Oh, that's true. I mean, you've you've used it, mm-hmm. so I I wouldn't. I mean, I think they're pretty tight, yeah. <laughs> honestly, to get him. So I, I think you just kind of you, – you compete. You try and go win the job. You've got great size. You have very sound arm talent. It's just been about health. Can your, can your summer stay healthy, first of all? And can you go into August ready to compete and battle Thompson? Uh, NIL front, and it's been interesting. NIL, you've had – You've had a week-long vent session. You've had coaches. You've had ADs. You've had commissioners in Arizona between dinner and golf whining. And you've had the SEC and Pac-12 commissioners already go to their favorite congressmen and congresswomen to discuss NIL legislation. So in 2021, the NCAA agreed to allow college athletes the ability to earn money off sponsorship, and endorsement deals. Uh, College programs are seeking regulation because it's been fearful and it's been a mess with this pay-per-play that entices certain players to attend schools solely based on outside deals. Duh. So there's an opportunity, a conversation, and dialogue with members of Congress. That the word yesterday from SEC Commissioner Greg Sankey. That was a statement late last night. We, uh, As we observe activity emerge that is very different from the original idea around NIL, it is important we continue to pursue national NIL structures to support the thousands of opportunities made available. So we're going to have it. We need it regulated. How quickly, after you've had this vent session, can everyone get on the same page can you go to Congress as a threat, right, for regulation or enforcement? But how can you come together as a college football body and say, here's all the regulations we agree upon, here's what we need to do moving forward, and who's going to do it? So what prompted this meeting uh, is the chaos around NIL and the lack of confidence in the NCAA to accomplish anything on its own. And there's also a threat of a possible employer-employee model down the road that's gaining traction. So you have Sankey and the Pac-12 commissioner. They're trying to paint a picture for the senators that it's going to take federal regulation. Coach Barnett talked about that yesterday. It's either 
uh, federally regulated or it's now a minor, some of the best of the best turns into a minor league system for the NFL if they want to put stake in it. Uh, you've, you've had insane numbers spent for, from a high school standpoint. Uh, you've had numbers spent to, to get defensive prospects. You were telling me before the show about uh, an expensive defensive end Texas is going after the Cincinnati kid, right? Yeah, it was like $3 million or so. And I, it was the comparison to that to, okay, well, look at what Nebraska did with O'Shawn Mathis. And mm-hmm. they were able to beat out Texas in at least that regard when, when it comes to NIL mm-hmm. and getting Mathis. And obviously you're not going to beat Texas with every single player. But if you were to put a Lamborghini dealership in Lincoln, Nebraska, you, maybe you do that because th- I feel like that's the biggest advantage Texas is going for it right now. But well, and, I mean the the Lamborghini dealership, and you're not just going to give him the car. He's got to uh, right because you give him the car, you could have a SMU situation where A <laughs> and M bought Eric Dickerson's Trans Am, but yeah. he went to SMU. How are you going to repo that? When it's illegal to give cars as payments, Dan tweets in at Schmidt underscore radio. What the hell kind of church takes a bunch of kids to Tijuana? It's <laughs> a great fair, question. Fair, fair question. Let me let me expand a little bit. So Christ Lincoln, Christ Lutheran, that's the church I grew up in. Love it dearly. Uh, confirmed there. But Dan, you go to Tijuana. Not for booze, tattoos and a good time. You go to Tijuana to do some construction work, and I'm not a construction guy. I played a lot of soccer with the kids, but the point is, is you were there, and you were, we we built a home. We, being the church group, built a home for a family near Tijuana. So that's that's why, as a church, you go to Tijuana. Good answer. There's there's other reasons to go to Tijuana. I also got to go to Coronado Island before the Tijuana trip, and that is my. The, the 12 hours I spent on Coronado Island is uh, phenomenal. Uh, best place in the world. But, yeah, that's that's why we went to Tijuana. I got off got off the page. We were talking NIL. We were talking Portal. We were talking uh, the shenanigans that are ongoing. And this was a great tweet. Greg Smith retweeted this. And it, it's so on, on point. And Myron Metcalf, you hear him Sundays with uh, Matt Schick. And he he nailed it. Y'all want to be honest about the NIL drama that's unfolding right now with top officials at these schools demanding change? Think of a room full of Dean Wormers. Uh, That was my little addition to it. But that's what I picture. I picture Dean Wormer at every table screaming at the Delta House, which is boosters and boosters and more boosters. More from Metcalf here. Just know that some of these schools that have been outbid for a player for the first time, they don't like it. Let's stop pretending pay for play is new. Exactly. They're not they're not mad they lost a kid. They're mad they got outbid. And that goes back to the old Southwest Conference days. So we'll dive into some hoops. What's the What's the portal and roster situation look like for Nebraska basketball? What's the word on volleyball for Nebraska this uh, this upcoming season? Uh, more from Dan. From, no, more from Dan. I'm curious about what's going to happen to the graduation rates with all these million dollar NIL deals. Will you still have to 
hit certain graduation rates or you're penalized, Dan. And the other part of it, too, is, I mean, there'll be incentive, and Nebraska's going to be doing this. There's incentive to go to class. You're going to be able to get paid to go to class, not just with books and board and, uh, and, and training table. But in all honesty, you have a, you have a chance to – here's your incentive. It's, it's like, all right, you're supposed to clean your room. Here's your allowance. Can I get paid to go to class? Can you do anything other than sound much older? I mean, I mean, give me a couple of years. Give you a couple of years. Can you work on your free throws? Um, good stuff from Dustin Hoffman. The three million for the Texas Cincinnati defensive end was fake. The Bengals players make that. Thanks for that input, Dustin. Uh, coming up, Jacob Bedilla next. <laughs> Hello, listener. Hey, it's Chris Schmidt with Hale Varsity Radio, and I wanted to let you know about a special deal just for listeners of the Hale Varsity Radio Show podcast. We're offering $10 off the annual subscription price of $29.99. That means that you, for less than $20, can get everything we do. 10 issues of our monthly magazine, our annual football yearbook, and all the premium content we produce at HaleVarsity.com. Just go to HaleVarsity.com backslash subscribe and enter in the promo code GBR for $10 off a full year of Hale Varsity. That's HaleVarsity.com backslash subscribe promo code GBR. And we're back. Fellas, you think we could listen to the radio? On Hale Varsity Radio presented by the Nebraska Lottery. Yes! That's awesome! Thanks for spending time. It's Hale Varsity Radio presented by the Nebraska Lottery. Chris Schmidt, Connor Clark en route uh, to Kansas City. Uh, basketball insider, volleyball extraordinaire, Jacob Padilla with us at Jacob Padilla underscore on Twitter. Jacob, how's the roadie going? What do you know? Uh, good. Uh, no trouble so far. Um, heading, like you said, heading down to Kansas City for a fun weekend of basketball. So let's lay it out there. Who are the kids that you're going to get to see? And uh, who are, tell me about the tournament down there. Yeah, so it's Casey Classic. Um, the ETG team, the OSA Adidas Gold team, the Nebraska Supreme UAA team are kind of the uh, the main ones that I'm going down to see. Just teams that I haven't gotten a chance to see a ton of to this point, just because based on different locations and whatever. So um, got a weekend off from coaching, and so I'm just taking advantage to kind of sit back and just watch a bunch of games. Jacob Adil is with us. To your knowledge, just kind of lay out some of the names folks may be familiar with or have seen on each of these Nebraska teams, Jacob, who who are you excited to watch this weekend uh, between not only the Nebraska talent, but is there some star-studded kids going to be in KC from all corners of the U.S.? Yeah, actually, uh, Mokan Elite uh, will be down there, and uh, Trey Green from uh, just uh, put Nebraska in his uh, top, uh, was top seven or whatever list, cut down his list for, and uh, – He'll be playing there for the 17U team, I believe. And uh, Josiah Dotzler from, from Bellevue West is, is on that same team, Mocan team. So hopefully I'll get a chance to see them play a little bit in addition to all the Nebraska teams. Um, Connor Milliken is probably the big name on the ETG 17s. Uh, Nebraska Supreme, uh, Kale Jacobson is done playing with them. Uh, he's going to share his news soon. Uh, but they, they still got Tate Oddbody. Um, Jake Brack from Omaha Scud, mm-hmm. um, Ryland Smith from Lincoln Southwest, and a, a bunch of other kids for that team. 
Uh, Chase Henderson is kind of their leading scorer, a kid from uh, Hoover uh, over in Iowa. Uh, so that's kind of the, the top seven teams over there. And, uh, the six teams uh, for ETG might be as good of a team as we've got relative to competition. And that's Caleb Benning and C.J. Mitchell uh, and uh, a bunch of kids there from uh, Miller North, Jaden Jackson. Um, so that's that's a team that I'm, I got to see a, a few times earlier on in the spring, and I'm looking forward to, to seeing them again now. Jacob Adil is with us. Jacob, uh, Nebraska missing out on Baylor Shireman, and uh, that's a pretty big blow. Nebraska uh, would have loved to have that. Uh, that talent, that ability, that playmaking, that leadership uh, in PBA. But, you know what, Creighton gets him, and Creighton should have got him based on if we're comparing apples to apples and fit. And Shireman, he, I mean, he likes Fred and, and I think was excited what Nebraska could have done. But, man, Creighton's humming right now. And it really was a no-brainer, wasn't it? Yeah, it, it, it really it, – he – made a basketball decision and chose the program that gave him the, the combination of or the best combination of, of all the things that he was looking for. And if he was going to go to Nebraska, um, I think it was mostly because he would have wanted to be the main guy and kind of run the show and uh, do that. But he prioritized winning and he picked a team that where he can still be a, a, a key piece, but uh, can kind of show a few different parts of the game on and off the ball and compete for a deep run in the NCAA tournament. So I kind of wrote about uh, that in my column on Wednesday, patting the stats call, just kind of about his decision and the comment about uh, Creighton's got their, uh, their culture established and Fred's still trying to, to build his up. And it wasn't a shot in Nebraska. It's just kind of the, the reality of the situation. The timing wasn't right to land somebody like Baylor with where the, the program is now and coming off another tough season where they did land a kind of. Did we lose him? I think so. But wasn't enough to to kind of get them going. So um, it's just wasn't quite, the program isn't quite in a place now where they were able to land a guy like Baylor. The the goal is, I think, to to get things on track and be ready for the next time someone Mm -hmm. like him enters the portal or comes out of high school or whatever that, will uh, kind of more strongly consider Nebraska if they can kind of get this thing rolling a little bit. Jacob Padilla is with us on Hill Varsity Radio. And sticking with Shireman here, Jacob, we talk about winning and going to Creighton and winning now, and they have a great opportunity to do so now. With the get of Shireman, how good is Creighton going to be next year in your eyes? Because I'm seeing a whole bunch of predictions, top 10, possibly even national championship contender. Yeah, I... I think that's certainly within the realm of possibility. Um, I think uh, Final Four is a realistic goal, and then once you get to that point, it's kind of uh, just whatever the luck of the draw and the matchups and how well you play. But um, it's really going to come down to what kind of a leap the the freshmen make, the, the guys that played key roles as freshmen last year. Uh, if Trey Alexander and Ryan Nemhart and Arthur Kluma, if they all take significant strides, then this has a chance to be as good as any team in the country just with what they've got defensively as a backbone uh, in Ryan Kalkbrenner. In the middle, you've got Baylor Shireman adding the shooting element, the playmaking element, more ball handling on the wing. Um, that was something they didn't really have a lot of last year where it was kind of one 
one guard and then uh, wings and forwards around Nemhard, and then Alexander once Nemhard went down. So uh, the team is, I think, going to be more well-rounded, more versatile on offense than it was last year. And it's gonna, how good they're going to be is going to depend on kind of the development of those guys because Nemhard and Kaluma uh, in particular, those guys, they all, all freshman team members, obviously freshman of the year for Nemhard. But they, uh, as good as they were, there's still a lot of room to, to polish some things up and to be more efficient players. So if jumpers fall a little bit more consistently for them, if they can play a little bit more efficiently, then that significantly raises the ceiling for this team. Jacob, a, a thought from you on the, the state of college football to shift gears. And not only has the portal been active and pretty out of control, but now you have NIL, and, and right now there needs to be recourse and enforcement so it isn't a pay-for-play situation. Uh, as you look at things here in the week that's been in college football, what's your reaction? Are you optimistic things can get corrected, can get righted, or uh, is this uh, step one and the, the first hit of many from this iceberg that college football's run into? be perfectly honest, I, I'm not too worried about it. Like, ultimately, there are going to be the same number of roster spots throughout the country as there were before mm-hmm. all, all these rule changes. Uh, team, everybody's going to be able to field the team. Um, anybody that enters the portal, like you, they're, they're going to be guys out there to replace who you lose. Um, obviously, you'd like to be able to keep your best players, uh, but ultimately, I think it's going to work itself out. Think, things will settle down a little bit as kind of some of these transfers, uh, some work out, some don't. Um, I, I think as they continue to kind of figure out, all right, how do we, how, how do we operate in this new landscape? What's the most efficient way to build winning rosters? And not every kid is going to – it's not going to come down to the highest bidder for every single kid in the country. You're still going to, as coaches, still going to have to develop legitimate relationships. And I think Shireman is an example of that. Like, uh, from my understanding, I, I don't think – uh, he's getting the most money that he could have by picking Creighton compared to some of the other opportunities that were out there for him. But uh, the situation was best for him on the court. So um, it's not going to be a case where there's just money flying and every player is going to be bought and all that type of deal. Like You're, you're still going to have to recruit the old-fashioned way and build real relationships. And, um, I, I'm okay with kids kind of getting more than they've gotten previously and it is a little crazy right now, uh, but that's the NCAA's own fault for fighting it for so long mm. until they had no choice but to to, to comply because of uh, the the laws that were going into effect all around the country. So if they had spent that time preparing instead of fighting, then maybe we would have some guardrails and they could have eased into it uh, and, and all that sort of thing instead of just everything starting at once and kind of creating chaos. But ultimately, coaches are... Uh, the, a lot of them are well-paid, especially at the highest level. Uh, the job is a little different than it than has been, but I, I think they'll be able to, to figure it out. Uh, we'll see kind of what uh, – right now I think some of the stuff that you see, like Ross Dellinger's reporting, mm-hmm. I don't think there's much uh, bite to, to go with that bark. Um, you're not going to be able to put the toothpaste back in the tube at this point because anytime you do try to enact, uh, to try to penalize or walk things back – uh, these collectives, uh, the, the boosters, everybody, 
they, they probably got better lawyers than the the NCAA does <laughs> at this point. And you, you take the NCAA to, to court, and NCAA is going to lose at this point. We've already they've already lost once in court, so I think they realize like, hey, we're on thin ice here from a legal standpoint, just the overall um, antitrust standpoint, just kind of the overall entity of the NCAA. So I I don't think they're going to be able to do what they say they want to do right now. I don't think much is going to come out of that, but I think they'll, they'll keep working. They'll try to find some compromise of what we have now and what they want. Uh, and I think even, even if things don't change dramatically in time, it'll, it'll settle down and everybody will kind of figure out the best way to, to, to play the game in this new landscape. Jacob, I got about 90 seconds. You feeling all right about your sons tonight? Yeah, uh, until the Mavericks figure out a way to to play defense, uh, I, I think the, I think the the Suns will be just fine taking care of business in four and five because I just don't know that they have the answer for what the Suns can do, particularly late in the game. Okay, uh, Bucks, Celtics, Grizz, Grizz, and Warriors. How do those end up? I think uh, hard to bet against the, the Celtics right now, especially with Middleton. Uh, out for, for the Bucks, and I know he's trying to get back, but um, just the way that that series has looked so far, you have to go with the Celtics, especially the way that they've been playing over the last couple of months of the season. As far as the the other series, I, I'm still sticking with, with Memphis, or sorry, with Golden State for that one. But it certainly does look to have the potential to be a, uh, as fun a series as we're going to have this round. You uh, you nailed it, man. It's going to be a, a really good Saturday. And, uh, Jacob, enjoy Kansas City. Can't wait to, to read your recap. HailVarsity.com and Magazine. Jacob covering some AAU ball. The Kansas City Classic. A lot of uh, Nebraska prep standouts uh, will be performing. Uh, Nebraska Supreme OSA EPG down there. And Jacob will be all over it. Jacob, safe travels, bud. Thanks for checking in with us. Yeah, I appreciate it. Talk to you later. See you, man. There he is. Good stuff from Jacob Padilla at Jacob Padilla underscore uh, winning the portal. Uh, an update, some praise on Nebraska and uh, a question of relevancy. Uh, the show me state is throwing some shade. We'll tell you next. Hello, listener. This is Brandon Vogel, managing editor of Hale Varsity. And I wanted to let you know about a special deal just for listeners of the Hale Varsity radio show podcast. We're offering $10 off the annual subscription price of $29.99. That means that you, for less than $20, can get everything we produce. 10 issues of our monthly magazine, our annual football yearbook, and all of the premium content we produce at HaleVarsity.com. Just go to HaleVarsity.com slash subscribe and enter the promo code GBR for $10 off a full year of Hale Varsity. That's HaleVarsity.com slash subscribe, promo code GBR. And now, and now back to Hail Varsity Radio. Thanks for spending time at Hail Varsity, presented by the Nebraska Lottery. Chris Schmidt and Connor Clark can find Connor on Twitter at c underscore Clark underscore twenty seven at Schmidt underscore Radio. Find us there. And interesting uh, take here on Twitter, uh, Jake Crane, and uh, he is. Uh, a uh, national sports guy. He's throwing out the take, and it's it, it. You're welcome to your own opinion. It's just probably not an accepted one in Nebraska. 
But if we if we would do the Pepsi challenge, look at recent numbers and wins and bowl games. Um, I, I think right now your your win over Missouri for Nebraska football from a relevancy standpoint is you were able to flip Cam Taylor Britt. <laughs> okay. And that worked out pretty well for you for four years. But I'm going to ask a uh, a guy that is from Illinois. You tell me, Connor, outside guy, freshman at Nebraska, college football fan, young young dude. Nebraska or Missouri football, what moves the needle more for you uh, when it comes to relevancy? I mean, Missouri's been a long time since Missouri moved to the SEC, and it's been a long time since Gary Pinkle's been there. It's been a long time since they've played in the conference championship games. Same for Nebraska. But I think Nebraska has probably played in a conference title game. They're either even or Missouri may have a year ahead of them. But they're still both working on eight, nine, ten years. Yeah, I – I would go in Nebraska relevancy wise, and that's not even being biased. I mean, when the the ultimate win is the Big Ten picked Nebraska over Missouri. Well, yeah, and when you think of Missouri, and especially people in my age group, we're like, why the hell is Missouri in the SEC? It's kind of like Vanderbilt almost. Like, what what are they <laughs> Somebody, doing there? Somebody's got to take and make the tests. I mean, right? I guess Vandy, someone's got like, you, you stellar academic like, reputation, like. I, you look at Alabama's football schedule, okay, Georgia, Florida, all the which, southern which teams. By the Missouri. Way they, which, by the way, they don't cross over with once a decade. Right. I mean, they'll, they'll see Georgia or Florida in Atlanta for the SEC title game, traditionally. We'll see Georgia three times a year, maybe. <laughs> well, twice for – as it's been twice in the last three years, right? But, yeah, I mean, there, it's not – they they played Florida for the first time in a long time. Crossover, uh, the SEC West is tough enough. Enough, but back to the relevancy standpoint, I I got to tell you know I try to hang my red hat and my red glasses up every day before coming in. I mean I don't let's just say I don't own them anymore. Okay, that said, I just have a hard time looking at Missouri football as more relevant than than Nebraska. I know. Record-wise, if Nebraska were to play Missouri, it'd probably be a tight game, just like it was ten years ago. Yeah, but at the same time, too, Nebraska is going three and nine and still making headlines. Maybe not for all the best things, but they're still being talked about on the daily by national media. Mm-hmm. And and not a lot, and not all of it's negative. Right, right. Like record, record doesn't necessarily equate to the amount of relevancy that you have. Obviously, it helps. Mm-hmm. I mean, it helps if you're going to bowl games consistently, but. The brand name and what you're doing, especially in the offseason right now, is a big part of what makes you, quote-unquote, relevant. And, I mean, Nebraska is such a big alumni base, too. And if you're asking me who's coming from the Chicagoland area, I mean, that's a big Big Ten market right there. So you have a lot of Wisconsin, a lot of Michigan. But you, you, st- you still see a lot of Nebraska, too, out there. So from my standpoint... I, I mean, I don't, I don't really think it's that close, mm-hmm. but I think though the the record doesn't necessarily like that's not the only thing that reflects relevancy in a football program or any program really for that matter. Missouri's flirted and been in the the top 
25 for a smidge. And I'll say this, they transitioned really pretty well um, into the, into the, the football landscape. I mean, their spread offense was, was pretty good. Um, I mean, Missouri football, six and seven last year, five and five in COVID season, six and six in 2019, eight and five, seven and six, four and eight, five and seven. So, I mean, they had an 11 and three in there and a, and a 12 and two, which, wow, pretty good. And then Pinkle retired. Pinkle had some health issues. That wasn't, that wasn't good, but. Uh, they uh, they are a far cry from there. Now, <laughs> still way the hell better than Nebraska's been in the Big Ten post-Bow. So I don't know. But Nebraska, to your point, uh, making headlines, uh, absolutely making headlines as a portal winner. I mean, just today, man, you look at CBS Sports, and we're talking during the talking season, Portal winners, USC, Old Miss, Nebraska Thrive, Arizona, Mass Exodus, Lincoln Riley. <laughs> Lane Kiffin declaring himself the Portal King. It's better than the Tiger King, uh, as he was able to, to put a couple of guys in the league. Uh, Nebraska, quick fixes, a couple of quarterbacks. You got a five star in Trey Palmer. Uh, Castaneda, uh, once he gets healthy, you got Tommy Hill and O'Shawn and Devin Drew. Don't forget that. See, Arizona State is just a mess. They went and allegedly broke protocol with uh, visits during a lockdown. They're going to get spanked. Maybe. Virginia, West Virginia also lost out. Colorado. Uh, they went four and two during the debut, but Durrell has lost twenty guys entering the portal. So Nebraska's sitting all right right now from a relevancy standpoint. Listen, they're both in the big dog leagues. Missouri still because of their academic prestige, they're still ticked that they got passed. Passed over, passed up because of relevancy, because of history, because of fan base, because of what Nebraska generates. Missouri's an incredible school. I've got a ton of buddies that ended up at Nebraska that could have gone to Missouri when they wanted to get into journalism and broadcasting. But right now, Nebraska, let's just say that the the direction could be going up. It needs to be. It has to be. You can't have another 500 or sub-500 season, you wouldn't think. But right now, Missouri's Missouri's not really talked about. I mean, let's be honest. It's, it's who's going to finish uh, ahead of Vanderbilt. That's where Missouri's at. Kentucky's passed them by. Tennessee's been shady, but they've re- – and I shouldn't say shady, but they've been shifty, but they've recruited really well. Uh you have Georgia that just won a national championship, and Florida's on their 38th coach, but they've been top 10 for a couple of seasons. They've been in the SEC championship game. Tell me where Missouri is in that pecking order. I mean, they're, they're arm wrestling Vanderbilt right now, aren't they? But at the same time, like, are they? I'm saying, I'm saying, for, well, they're not that bad, but 
they're not um, they're not that much higher up. Second to last, I guess. Does, does that still get you steak knives? And now, and now back to Hale Varsity Radio. Thanks for hanging out, winding down a Friday. Don't forget weekend edition tomorrow with Hale Varsity. Next hour, Bill Dolman, Pride of Fairbury. We will stream that in StreamYard Friday at 5 with uh, Billy D. We will get his tour guide, Griswold expertise on Ireland. He's telling Connor, got that bad boy booked today with our friends at Executive Travel, and Cranach is all set to go. He's been a world traveler. He's been to Ireland. He's been to Australia, and he's been to New Zealand. Well, he is getting me over to Amsterdam before I find my way over to to Dublin for some shows. We'll be doing shows for KFOR and Hale Varsity over in Ireland uh, and some pregame and some postgame. So I'm I'm just excited, man. I want want football season to get here. I know baseball's in the thick of it. I know (laughs) NBA has been pretty entertaining. And then there's Husker Baseball. We'll spend more time with Husker Baseball with Steve Morick on the way. But as you look at this weekend, Connor, key is what? Just handling your business, sound approach, mature approach for the Nebraska offense. Can they have all two of the three phases? Sound like I'm talking football still. (laughs) Seriously. (laughs) But can pitching and defense uh, take care of it. They've been good offensively. They have. And and they were right there against Iowa. They they at least should take some of that with them. Yeah, they've definitely shown improvement on the offensive side of the ball. I know when I was doing a, a couple of their games a, a couple of week, weeks ago, almost a month or so ago at this point, um, for BTN Plus and whatnot, it was just – it was really hard for that offense to get going. And the, the team batting averages were really down. I mean, Griffith Everett led the team at the time – with a 290 batting average. I mean, the, you can't you can't expect to be a successful team when the highest batting average in your lineup is 290. But it seems like they've flipped the switch here on offense. I mean, Max Anderson has been on a pretty good tear here. He's been really late. well, playing well. Bryce Matthews has broken out at the plate. Obviously, Garrett Englum with uh, the the three-peat against Iowa. That was so sweet. That was pretty sweet. So, it, it was. it's good to see that this offense is starting to turn the page. And I think they can keep it rolling against Minnesota, but at the same time, I feel like we've also been beating this drum to death throughout the season. Okay, here's another great opportunity for Husker baseball this weekend. This time it's it's against a 12-30 and 30 Minnesota Golden Gopher team, <laughs> so you should sweep, but nothing is impossible. Well, should. Let's just, and I know it's getting out of crunch time, so they, they need to, to sweep, but... Two and one would still garner a little disappointment, but quite frankly, I mean Nebraska's in no position to sneeze at winning a series. Exactly. Even against a, a team that's really uh, down on their luck. Reminder to get buckled up, hands on the wheel, eyes in mind, straight ahead. The driver has one job. That's to drive. This message from the Nebraska Department of Highway Safety Office. Let's get you qualified right now. As uh, we'll take caller nine for a chance for you to beef up your backyard. Connor will get your, your name down and we'll put you in the hopper. Caller nine right now, 466-3776. Your chance to win the Smoky Mountain Cooker Smoker from Capital Patio and the Flame Shop. A gift card to Russ's Market. Incredible meat selection there. 
to throw on your smoker. We'll do a drawing end of May, and uh, we'll do another chance next hour. But Caller 9 qualifies right now for that Smoky Mountain Cooker Smoker from Capital Patio in the Flame Shop in Russ's Market. Caller 9, 466-3776 or 800-825-5865. Bill Dolman next. Pardon the interruption, but I'd like to save you some money. Hey, it's Chris Schmidt with Hale Varsity, and I wanted to offer listeners of this podcast $10 off the price of an annual subscription. That means that you, for less than $20, can get everything we produce, 10 issues of our monthly magazine, our annual football yearbook, and all the premium content we produce at HaleVarsity.com. Just go to HaleVarsity.com backslash subscribe and enter in the promo code GBR for $10 off a full year of Hale Varsity. That's Hale Varsity dot com backslash subscribe promo code gbr welcome to hail varsity radio the voice of husker nation insight opinion expertise with the biggest and best names talking nebraska across the state join the show on twitter at hail varsity and at schmitz underscore radio call in at 402-466-ESPN or 1-800-825-5865 here's chris schmitz Back with you, Tower 2. It's Hale Varsity Radio, presented by the Nebraska Lottery. Chris Schmidt, Connor Clark. We welcome in the Pride of Fairbury, NBC Sports. Bill Dolman with us. And Bill Dolman on Twitter is where you find him. Billy D, how you doing, man? I'm doing okay. Uh, nice to be with you. Appreciate it. Give me something to do. Well, good for you. I know you got rugby this weekend, right? I do have a little bit of rugby this uh, this weekend. It's uh, an interesting time for the uh, the sport of rugby in Colorado. They've kind of broken away from the uh, MLR, which is kind of a new league in the last couple of years, and this is the development area for mm. American rugby. So it's 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 a fun sport to be a part of. So yeah, that's on the weekend agenda. So it it does a nice job of filling that void for short side third and six option football. It, that that in biathlon and cross country skiing and any other Olympic sport that might uh, come the way. What's interesting though about the, this development program is is that USA Rugby is bringing in players who uh, a lot of former football players. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of a concerted effort. So you know, guys may not be in the NFL any longer, or not in the USFL or the XFL or whatever the case might be. So, CFL. Yeah, there. So there are a couple of names. Uh, that I, thought, I think I've heard of that guy before. So anyway, yeah. Well, and, and once upon a time during the Riley era, I mean, the big thing was rugby tackling. Gotta well, keep it guys should be safe. now. I mean, I've been saying this for a long time. That's one of the things I agreed with uh, Riley about was they ought to teach rugby tackling in, in football. It'd be a, a heck of a lot better and safer. Bill, okay, pulled the trigger. I've been jacked about it all day. Sat down with Polly G, Cranach, and uh, Paul Glenn, of course. And we are we are going to Ireland. I mean, it's done. Oh, thank you, me. No, no, you no. Said- you're you're on your own. You can row or swim over. You're welcome to hang and party, but uh-huh. uh, we're going over for uh, for week zero, and everything's booked. It's good to go. We'll be doing shows over there. Uh, can't wait. But you are the you are Mister Ireland because a you've been there and b you've seen Van Morrison over there. So I need the the whole lowdown of. I mean, if 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 Bill Dolman slash Bill Dolman Griswold were planning this, yeah. what do I need to to make sure I hit aside from the football game 
And have you ever been to Amsterdam? I got to tap into the Amsterdam side of things as well. I've not been to Amsterdam, but if you do go to Ireland, I'd like you to. Uh, <laughs> Product <laughs> placement. And I alive and well for Bill Dolman. <laughs> I met one of the loves of my life in uh, in Ireland, <laughs> um, so I would I, I would I would highly suggest that you do uh, go to the Guinness Brewery, which I did not do, mm. much to the shock of everybody who knows me and um, that I partake in the Guinness lifestyle. Um, I did not go to the Guinness Brewery for the very reason you mentioned a moment ago. I had tickets to see Van Morrison at the Olympia Theater, uh, row eight, thirty eight bucks a spot. Um, so yeah, wow. it was uh, yeah in uh, May of two. Uh, you know what? Uh, twenty years. It, it 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 may have been twenty years ago yesterday. Really? Yeah, yeah. Twenty years ago yesterday, I saw Van Morrison at the Olympia Theater. So now that's one of the uh, the great uh, highlights of my life. But I had to forego going to the Guinness Brewery uh, in order to go because we were leaving the next day. So it was, and we were only in Dublin for like a day and a half. And it was either this or that. Well, uh, go see Van Morrison in Dublin. Yeah. So I will try and find my way to, you know, Guinness Central. Also, Jameson uh, is is popular in the Schmidt household. Uh, But listen, lay out just the um, the not only the magnitude of the game, but the, the the travel, the the build up, the showcase. It's it's really going to be a, a pretty sweet setup. You know, I, I, again, it is clearly they're wanting to have you know have an international um, flavor to football. And what do you do? You get the NFL to go to England and now to Germany and Nebraska. Mm-hmm. Again, Nebraska matters. The brand matters. It matters so much that the game got canceled that they want to do it again. And they said, okay. Who's Nebraska? We want Nebraska. Play? Then okay, Illinois. That was we tried it, didn't work. Um, but we still want Nebraska and somebody else. You know, it it just goes to show you how important Nebraska is in branding college football, not just nationally but now internationally. So I think it's an incredible opportunity for exposure. <laughs> they got to win the freaking game. I mean, that's <laughs> no safety no in the end zone. No one's traveling home. Like, yeah, I mean, you cannot have, you know, the kind of start to the season this year that they had last year, you know, at Illinois. But it, it's a big deal, you know, and it's been a big deal for more than, you know, two years now since they first announced it, that they want Nebraska to be a part of this international college football scene. And I'm sure there will be a lot of red in the stands over there. You know, it, it might be it might look like uh, what the, the day in 2001 when Nebraska invaded the Irish in South Bend mm-hmm. and took over the stadium. You might have a similar scene in the land of the Irish, you know, with a lot of people dressed in red over. The, I, I think it's going to be a, a tremendous scene for college football, but again, a, a, a great advertisement for Nebraska football. Bill Dolman is with us on Hale Varsity Radio and. Bill, you mentioned that, okay, football wants to go international and it's it's good for the brand of Nebraska. How can Nebraska flip this as an NIL recruiting tool? Because we've talked about this on today's show earlier. We've seen some insane deals from other schools, specifically Texas as well. So how can Nebraska flip this? I'm curious to know your thoughts about how they can use this to your advantage. 
You know, you mentioned the, the Texas thing. Uh, I know, uh, is it Bijou Robinson or Bijan yep. Robinson? Bijan and his Bijan Lamborghini Robinson. dealership, He's yes. Signed with Lamborghini. Uh, I'm looking to help resurrect the, uh, the Ford Pinto. Um, <laughs> In Lincoln, I, huh? <laughs> I, could not, yeah. I couldn't believe I mean, how many people know how to drive a Lamborghini? I mean, that's that that's a special thing. You've got, you get the car, you got to learn how to drive the car. And I'm not sure that you want to drive that car in Austin because traffic in Austin is so bad because of the construction and um but guys got a nice car to park in the uh, the, the the driveway um yeah. you know I, again I think Nebraska is is so far ahead of the curve on the NIL thing that this is just another another uh caveat that you know you're going to get trips like this in Nebraska's brand matters and it just shows you that if you come to Nebraska, how much it's going to matter to you there in Lincoln and wherever the the, the brand that you sign with, um, where however far that reaches. Uh, so it's just it's it's just a, another example of Nebraska being ahead of the game. I saw that there's some, you know, they're trying to rein in the NIL now. Right. You've had a you've had a you've had a vent fest this week in Arizona, Bill. What's what's the turnaround on these parameters? What's realistic? I don't I don't know if it is realistic, but what I what I found interesting about you know these meetings and trying to rein it in, one of the chief spokesmen to reining it in is the athletic director at the University of Colorado. Mm-hmm. And what have I said? Somewhat tongue in cheek, but also with a lot of truth to it. Colorado, when the NIL started uh, a year ago, almost a year ago now, nobody was talking about it out here. Nobody still talks about it out here. So the ones who are who are saber rattling right now about trying to rein in the NIL are the ones who were behind when it started. Mm-hmm. You know, and and is does that make Trev Alberts and then Bill Moose and uh Gene Smith at Ohio State and all the other athletic directors where you've got this put in place and it is off and in its running and it is so far ahead of everybody else, you don't hear much from the the really high-level power broker schools and ADs about reining it in. I, w- I was also amused that uh, Jimbo Fisher <laughs> at Texas A&M uh, said, I don't really know anything about the deals that are going on. That's not my thing. That's not, you know, come on. All right. He's got to be directing traffic, doesn't he? <laughs> you, you got, okay, you got a guy at, at, at Texas is going to drive up in a Lamborghini. I'm sure everybody in the call in the recruiting class in February is going to be driving up in a similar vehicle, and you're not going to wonder where that all came from. I have no idea, says Jimbo Fisher. Meanwhile, Colorado and these other athletic directors are saying we got to rein this in, and we're going to have punitive punitive action retroactively. Have you heard that? That they're going to try and they're going to try and go go back, something. right? Did you did yeah. you coerce or steer a high school player uh, due to NIL? And, and you're looking at the, the the current quarterback at Texas that came back from Ohio State and the Jordan uh, Addison thing with yes. Pittsburgh and being enticed to go to USC. All of this probably half of up. USC's roster because of Lincoln Riley. Right. So you so you might have some paper trails somewhere that are going to show that there was an inducement to making switches or, or signing deals or whatever. But if you were ahead of the game on 
June 1 or July 1 of last year, which Nebraska was, and I believe A&M was, and I'm sure Ohio State was, and Clemson and whatnot, you know, you've probably got your bases covered. But it's those who are late to the game that are all of a sudden saying, we really got to rein this in because you got left behind at the start block. And don't kid yourself, there are a number of programs, quite honestly, that they don't usually get beat or outbid. That's happening for the first time. Right, wrong, and different. Hey, I'm I, I'm not I'm not happy that so and so didn't choose to go here, but who outbid us? Right, the old joke. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the other funny thing that's come out of Phoenix was that it's was it the uh, in the Pac-12 they're saying NIL stands for now, now it's, it's legal. legal. <laughs> you know? Yeah, you're right. It is. You know, and and the paper bag under the table is you know now on the table on a platter. Um. But there's no question that there that there's going to have to be some type of uh, restriction. There's going to have to be some. I've said this before, many weeks ago. The NFL, the NBA, Major League Baseball, even though the salaries are way out of whack, there's still parameters as to how and when you can talk to free agents and you know, timelines. And I know they're recruiting dead periods and whatnot in college football. And I'm sure that all these clearinghouses have to register in some way, shape or another. But right now, there are very few rules in college football and basketball and any other sport that's affected by the NIL, NIL and the transfer portal. And anything that's written down is written very lightly in pencil. Right. So professional sports does have rules in place. Right. Contracts. So, yeah. You know, yeah, those contracts and compensation. You know, you know so my, I, I wonder what's what does Quinn Evers, the, the quarterback that went from Ohio State for, you know, foregoing his senior year of high school, goes to Ohio State, reportedly makes a million dollars in NIL deals, took like two snaps or something, and now he transfers to Texas. What happened to the guy who signed him to a million dollar deal? Well, is it, is I don't it, know. I mean, I'm asking. No, I, I don't. I don't know either. I mean, how much of it's up front? How much of is if it is going to be or needs to be spread out to keep said player here? What type of reimbursement is there if you leave early or leave at all? I mean, those are all things that need to get worked out. Bill got a couple of minutes left, and it's Bill, a private deal though, too. Yeah. So it's not like if it was if he was signing with the school and the college had to pay him, although Notre Dame wouldn't have to report it because it's private mm-hmm. or TCU or something like that. So anything the kid makes, you know, is private. So anyway, I digress. No, that's fine. I, I just wonder what because you've got some some clamoring and some frustration and, uh, you know, who knows who's to say that Robinson didn't get this Lamborghini deal to keep him in Texas. Otherwise, somebody could have went and tried to poach him away, maybe down in Tuscaloosa, maybe. And and there's been a handful of big dogs that have been slow to the NIL collective. Right. I mean, Bama's and Georgia and Clemson, they haven't jumped in on it because they'll get who they want anyway. There's going to maybe be a little bit of gravy or icing now that they have to. But you want to go play pro ball, uh, you're going to go to those schools right now. Yeah, then that's a good point. Um, and as, as teams get better, you can always say, look, we've got more guys going to the NFL. That's why I think a couple of weeks ago, the, you know, the NFL draft was important for Nebraska. Mm-hmm. Not that they had a lot of players drafted, but they did have players drafted. And at the same time, they have guys in the transfer portal looking at it going, you know what? I got a good opportunity there to make money 
play in the Big Ten. So it's not only the enticement to go to Alabama or Georgia or Clemson at that individual school, but it's also the conference that you're affiliated with. And, you know, the Big Ten's about to get richer. In the coming, what, month, they're going to make the TV announcement. And reportedly, that's going to be upwards of $70, $80 million per school. Well, great. So that's going to make those, if you're not Alabama or Georgia, and you're Nebraska, who I believe is going to be trending up, or Ohio State or something, you know, those are going to be enticing for players as well. Bill Dolman with us, Pride of Fairbury, NBC Sports. You can find him on Twitter, at Bill Dolman. Billy D, it's uh, been a ton of fun to catch up a couple of times with you this week. We will run you down again next week as we uh, gear up. Uh, Nebraska getting a lot of thumbs up around uh, from a national publication standpoint with the work they've done in the portal. Nebraska's got a chance to to kind of bridge some development gap on the lines of scrimmage, which is big. And uh, they're not done, I don't believe, on the defensive line with the portal. So... Uh, we'll uh, we'll see where we are a week from today with uh, where Nebraska may continue to add on the lines of scrimmage. Well, the the defensive line, I think, is probably upgraded since the end of spring ball. You I know, totally uh, maybe, agree with maybe you. Maybe one more to add a little bit of depth, and, and that's going to put a lot of less stress on the linebacking core. Uh, I think Nebraska's defense after spring ball has gotten better, and I think Nebraska as a whole has gotten better, too. So everything is trending in the right direction for your trip to Ireland. That's right. Bill, appreciate you, brother. We'll talk next week. Yeah, and I'll work on getting me there too, by the way. I uh, <laughs> appreciate that. We have Bill. Pardon the interruption, but I'd like to save you some money. I'm Brandon Vogel, Managing Editor of Hale Varsity, and I wanted to offer listeners of this podcast $10 off the price of an annual subscription. That means that you, for less than $20, can get everything we produce, 10 issues of our monthly magazine, our annual football yearbook, and all of the premium content we produce at HaleVarsity.com. Just go to HaleVarsity.com slash subscribe and enter the promo code GBR for $10 off a full year of Hale Varsity. That's HaleVarsity.com slash subscribe, promo code GBR. And now, and now, back to Hale Varsity Radio. Good stuff from Bill Dolman, the uh, stream yard of that bad boy, which means... Uh, it was Facebook Live on ESPN Lincoln's Facebook channel. And, of course, on Twitter at ESPN Lincoln. So we'll post that. You want to hear or see the Pride of Fairbury and the tour guide of, of Ireland. We had to tap into him. I know it's been 20 years. But to any guy that can get things handled uh, when it comes to seeing Van Morrison live in Ireland is a good thing. Numbers to get in, 466-3776-466-3776-800-825-5865. We're going to run down Steve Marek, right? Like now, uh, that'd be good. Calling him. So uh, Steve's on the horn shortly. We'll get his take. He had a chance to run down Devin Drew, get his look and thought for Nebraska baseball this weekend and uh yeah plenty to get into maybe even some nba before we wind down i can email the show chris at hailvarsity.com and give us a find give us a follow on twitter at schmidt underscore radio or connor clark's twitter handle at uh, c underscore clark underscore 27 we uh, say hi to steve marrick 
from HailVarsity.com and Magazine. Steve, busy weekend for you. How are you? I'm doing great, uh, Chris. Thanks for having me on. I'm um, just getting getting set for this uh, Nebraska-Minnesota baseball series that we have coming up this weekend. We will touch on that in two seconds. How was the chat with Devin Drew? What did you take away uh, with him making his way to Lincoln, Nebraska, two for two on the defensive line here in a week? Yeah, that was a pretty big pick pickup for, for Nebraska, I think. Um, Devin Drew, you know, he's the guy spent two seasons at Texas Tech and played a lot of football, uh, good football for them over there at the with the Red Raiders, and I think he's, you know, going into the whole recruitment. Nebraska needed uh, somebody out, somebody on the inside to kind of fit right beside Ty Robinson, and you know, Devin Drew fits that mold exactly, kind of what they were hoping hoping to get with a big a big body, a 280 pound body that can play really um, a bunch of different positions on the inside, either whether you know head up on the center, a one tech or a three tech. Um, you know, he, he can do it all, and I think he's. Um, played um, kind of just lim- limited um, positions during his time at Texas Tech. They had him kind of playing on a, a three three man line, and I think he's going to be playing more uh, forefront here at, here at Nebraska next season. So a big pickup with Devin Drew. Steve Mark joins us on Hale Varsity Radio, and Steve switching over to Husker baseball this weekend. A big opportunity facing the twelve and thirty Minnesota Golden Gophers, and. A good opportunity for a sweep for this Nebraska baseball team. We've seen the bats come alive here in the last couple of weeks. What do you expect to see from this Husker team this weekend, and what are your expectations results-wise for these three games? Yeah, you said it. You, you brought up a good point. They, I really think, you know, in my opinion, they need to get out of Minneapolis with a sweep here. Just, um, I, don't, I don't think you can get out of there with, with two wins. I, I think you need three just to feel good about things, and, you know, I think you should. Um, I mean, Wisconsin's a team that's been struggling all year. They have two conference uh, wins. Um, they're kind of bottom of the barrel on a lot of different um, team stats. Um, looking looking at it conference-wise, um, offensively, and the pitching staff hasn't really been um, great either. So, uh, yeah, um, you know, in a three-way tie, I'm trying of the, uh, in the conference standings, trying to make the eight-team Big Ten tournament here. You know it's kind of set up for you to go to Minneapolis, get three wins and come back and, and kind of go from there. And, you know, if they don't do that, I, I think that's going to be a pretty big disappointment um, just from talking with the guys um, earlier this week. What was the vibe? I mean, is there, what are you seeing in their eyes? Are they ready to, to flip it? I know that it's, it's a dog fight to get to Omaha, but maybe they can make some noise if they do. Yeah, you know, I think that the Iowa series and, and a little bit before that, you know, how they ended that Indiana um, yeah, put up 19, 19 runs on the Hoosiers and then uh, got those midweek wins against uh, Kansas State and, and Omaha. And then to take Iowa, which is a pretty good team in this conference, they pushed them. I know they lost two out of the three, but um, they weren't uh, blowout losses by any means. They they took the Hawkeyes um, down to the ninth inning um, almost each time. Um, so, I think that really gave them some confidence and, and they're feeling good about themselves. Just talking with Garrett Anglum who's a redshirt freshman. He's, he's really found a good spot in that number two hole. Um, and he, he's a young guy that's kind of, you know, playing his best baseball at the right time as is, you know, a, a veteran like Cam check who at, at that leadoff spot where, you know, he, he's just finding a way to, to get on base. His, his on base percentage is uh, a team high right now. And, you know, he's, he's getting on there any way he can, whether that's getting plunked or, uh, or uh, 
you know, finding finding a way to to get on like with a with a single or and then once he's on there, he's stealing bases. He's he's kind of doing everything he can to to help this team um, reach reach their goal of making that tournament. And you know, I think just things are things are kind of feeling better. Um, at least that's how I took it um, during the media availability this week. And, and Coach Bolt kind of echoed that. Uh, he was saying that you know it's just you know the kids are, are starting to you know do their jobs. They're starting to you know, just put their head down and, and just kind of focus on what they need to do each at bat. And I think that it's kind of showed itself this uh, past, especially this past series against Iowa and before that, um, even with those midweek games, even though they're midweek games, it's, it's good to get out of there with wins. It went, you know, anything kind of builds confidence when you get that going. Steve Marks with us, talking Husker baseball here on com and magazine. Steve, is it, is, is it as simple as buying in? Will Bolt says the same message consistently, and he coaches baseball the right way, recruits baseball the right way. Proof was last year's success run and then kind of flip, right, post-COVID, the way Nebraska went down to to Fayetteville. Is it just a matter of maturity on on some of the team's part to to kind of get it, start getting it right now? Is is that uh, part of the answer here for – why they've at least competed better? Yeah, Chris, I think that's a good point. I think you're you're spot on with that. I I think that you know, you know, like Cam Chick, who's who's been around, a, a veteran guy who's played a lot of baseball for this program. You know, he said that it's just you know guys doing their jobs and not trying to do too much, and you know, not trying to swing for the fences and and put a ball over the fence. Just you know, make contact and and good things can happen. Um, I think the team is doing that more, um, kind of less thinking and more doing. And I think that that might have been a problem earlier in the season when when they were trying to find their way. Um, it is a is a team that's kind of filled with a lot of young guys um, that that are playing a lot more baseball than they were last year. Um, so it's you know, along with that is maybe just trying to find some leadership and and trying to find the vocal guys on the team that that can maybe get through. Uh, to some of the younger guys, and and I think that you know things are starting to turn around right now. But again, we'll see that they um, they need to you know like I was talking about earlier, get out of Minneapolis with three wins here. Um, and I just think that you know um, just finding the leadership and um, just you know doing the little things like they like they have been talking about all season long. They're starting to do them, and I don't think that they were doing that um, earlier in the season. And you know, kind of the veteran veteran guys are talking about it and i think it's happening right now steve mark is with us on hill varsity radio and steve looking ahead at the nebraska baseball schedule post minnesota series assume nebraska gets out of the weekend with a sweep they have six more big 10 games with a three-game series at illinois and a three-game series at or excuse me at home against michigan state to round out the year there's an oral roberts game shoved in between those two series but if nebraska sweeps this weekend do you need to win all six Big Ten games that remain, or is there a little bit of flexibility there? Can you maybe drop two of them or one of them and not have as much pressure going into those final six? Yeah, I'd I'd say that there's a little bit of flexibility, but man, not much. I I, I don't think you want to kind of hold on to some of But yeah, it's you know with Michigan State and and Illinois, those especially with Illinois, I don't think. You know they're they're kind of towards the top of the conference in the standings. I um, I just think that you know 
you want to go in there and you want to win all of the games, obviously. And, and I, I just don't think that you have much flexibility, um, you know, with not having the conference tournament in Omaha, you know, they're kind of asked, uh, the team was asked about that, you know, what would it, what would it mean if you weren't able to um, make the conference tournament as a home state team? They said, there's not a lot of pressure right there, but you know, I, I just think deep down they don't want to do that. And so I think if you get out of um, Minnesota with three wins, you know, it's it's just, you know, I don't I don't think there's much leeway leeway there um, with the, with Michigan State and Illinois. So what's on the on the uh, the agenda this weekend? Steve Marek is doing what when not covering baseball? <laughs> That's pretty much all I'm doing. It's just uh, work 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 over here. I'm trying to um, keep my keep my um, ear towards the transfer portal machine here and see if uh, Nebraska has any leads and anybody coming in for visits and trying to check out who and what they've done in their careers, just trying to stay on top of as as much as I can along with doing uh, baseball. So yeah, just uh, it's never really a dull moment with the sports world, especially with this transfer transfer portal and NIL um, kind of things uh, heating up here, especially right now. I think you're, you're safe uh, this weekend from a visit standpoint. I think a couple of Bama yeah. kids, the, the two Bama kids may be coming in next weekend, which could be big, and uh, who knows? I mean, Nebraska could add a few more. Uh, the good news of the day is uh, I'm off to Ireland, which will be nice for, for Nebraska Northwestern. Got that hammered out. you ever been international? I have not, actually. The farthest I've ever been with, uh, from home here is Florida. So, okay. um, yeah, I'm, I'm not completely sure what our travel uh, plans are hail varsity for the Ireland trip. But you're but volunteering. <laughs> What's that? Said, but you're volunteering. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes, absolutely. I, I'd, I'd love to, you know, cover the game and, that, and actually be there and in real time and do it rather than you know, kind of oppose from on my couch. So, well, uh, yeah, that would that would be much better. We'll we'll just we'll send this clip to Vogue's today. Uh, we'll we'll send this <laughs> this uh, this excerpt uh, just in case. Yeah, so pretty good. Well, Steve, uh, we'll be looking for your coverage on, on HailVarsity.com magazine. And, of course, uh, find and follow Steve on Twitter at Steve Marek underscore. So that is uh, where you can do that. And uh, we'll be uh, all over uh, Steve underscore Marek again on Twitter. The, uh, the Nebraska-Minnesota weekend and more football next week. Steve, thanks for a few minutes, bud. All right. Thank you, Chris. All right. Good to hear from him. Great stuff. Florida, where's the farthest you've been away from home? Got to turn my mic on. Uh, either Canada or Mexico. Never so, left so the both, continent. So both, then both. Okay. Yeah. Like a, a good spot in Mexico or? Uh, Puerto Vallarta. Yeah, that's a, that's good, a good spot, spot in Mexico. Well done. We'll hit some NBA and a little news on the recruiting front here. Nebraska going after some defensive linemen in the prep ranks. We'll tell you who next. Like what you hear, high-quality radio and podcast is part of what we do at Hale Varsity. Hey, it's Chris Schmidt with Hale Varsity Radio, and I wanted to offer listeners of the Hale Varsity Radio Show podcast $10 off the price of an annual subscription. That means that you, for less than $20, can get everything we produce, 10 issues of our monthly magazine, our annual football yearbook, and all the premium content we produce at HaleVarsity.com. Just go to HaleVarsity.com backslash subscribe and enter in the promo code GBR for $10 off a full year of Hail Varsity. That's HaleVarsity.com backslash subscribe promo code GBR. 
And now, and now back to Hale Varsity Radio. Thanks for spending time on a Friday. It's Hale Varsity presented by the Nebraska Lottery. Chris Schmidt, Connor Clark. Uh, nice to uh, get caught up with Steve Marek. Some NBA to look at this weekend and uh, plenty of Nebraska insight and uh, thoughts when it comes to uh, all things uh, Big Red with Bill Dolman earlier. We uh, did that on Twitter and Facebook, so check out that. And the podcast, as always, can find Hale Varsity on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play. You're invited to do it. So recruiting always going to be important, and I think we're pretty unanimous here. You supplement with the portal. You get help from NIL, but you go get your high school talent and you go get uh, those kids in-state within 500 miles once again to be the backbone and heartbeat of your program, and specifically in-state if you can, which is, Connor, getting more and more difficult to, to lock down once that border's been opened up and you can watch film and see kids anywhere, everywhere, be it at camps or with huddle, and you've had Oregon specifically make their way in to the state of Nebraska and other programs, Oklahoma, Auburn, just to name a couple. It's not that that hasn't happened before, but it's happening more and more often. Of course, you get the, the Gretna quarterback. Uh, he is off to Oklahoma State. That's that's new and different. And, and then, then, then there's the portal. Well, a uh, good story with the Omaha World Herald here. And uh, we're talking about Rocco Marcelino, uh, two-way lineman for Creighton Prep. He may be uh, the next guy uh, in state that could find his way to Lincoln. You've got Sam Sledge, of course, Nebraska 2023. And uh, Sledge uh, is ringing loud bells for the Marcelino endorsement. And he's the next Junior Jay potentially to to find his way. He's up in Cincinnati at the Rivals camp. And really good frame and speed, 6'5", 245, and a, and a 4840. And he's been doing pretty well in one-on-one drills. So right now the offer is to Air Force, which is impressive, right? You had... Uh, you had uh, Rezac at a at a West Side tremendous ball player. He was an Air Force guy that flipped to Vandy recently. But these college camps, those are some things that we've seen a little bit of. But it's been more so than Nebraska Friday Night Lights setup. I've not been to a a, a rivals camp, or I've not been to a twenty four seven you know showcase. But that day will probably be coming. I'm not saying juniors going. But I think Junior will probably go watch some of his buddies that are going to play ball and have a chance to at least get a look uh, from a Division One standpoint. Yeah, and I feel like there's there's benefits to going to either a Friday night light setting, as, as you mentioned, which is pretty prevalent here in the state of Nebraska, at least with our coverage, and then the rivals camps such as. And, and both of them serve very different purposes, obviously all pointing towards one goal that – a player wants free to school exactly <laughs> that's that's the only thing that's what mom and dad want too <laughs> but at, at the rivals camp it's more so okay what 
what are my abilities? What can I do? What can, how can I do these drills? How smooth can I get through these drills? And obviously there's one-on-ones and stuff like that. But in, in the Friday Night Lights perspective and in that situation, it's very competitive. It's 11-on-11. You're not the only guy in the field. It's not just you and one other person. And you get to prove yourself, not on the biggest stage, obviously, but on a, on a fairly big stage no matter where you are playing. So um, I, I think both have extreme benefits. Um, I'm not going to sit here and say I've ever been to a Rivals camp. I have not. Um, I mean, I've watched clips of them. but Yeah, not we, we've that. all watched clips of them. But I, I just wonder what that – I don't know. I don't know that I'll, I'll, I'll get the – sorry, Junior, love you, but I don't know that we're going to pack up the old uh, family truckster and take you to a rival's camp unless you get bigger, stronger, faster. and then He's only a freshman, right? That's true. That's true. But, hey, um, Marcelino is a kid that is another prep product, and uh, there's conversations already – being had and he's got an endorsement from from one of his teammates so there's that to think about i i am going to do something that's been pretty unheard of for me this weekend and while i i mean i love hoops it's been kind of hit or miss for me with the nba it just it just has been but i'm i'm pretty juiced and i was talking earlier with elijah about this if you had to pick where are you at are you nba playoffs or are you nhl because you you've you've had the luxury of both growing up. You've been to Blackhawk games, you've been to of course Chicago Bulls games. Yeah, that's a good question. That's a, that's a really good question, especially too if the Bulls and the Blackhawks for me were good at the same time. Yeah, I mean, so you, know, you had to pick. What is it? Yeah, and I've never been to an NHL game. I, I've never been to an NHL playoff game, but I've been to an NHL game a couple of times. I. From a from a personal interest standpoint, I would say Bulls because I'm more bought into basketball and I like basketball more. But I think the energy at NHL games is unmatched. Really, like even even more so than me. I've been to regular season NBA. Junior was down at at uh, Game Four OKC Golden State, like where it looked okay. like where it looked like that was the knockout mm-hmm. shot on Golden State by KD. And and the Thunder, him and uh, Papa Al went down there a few years ago. So, yeah, I mean they dirtied Game Four seats, snuck down, and it was it was a blowout. But it looked like it was over, like three to two. OKC was up on 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 Golden State. Golden State came all the way back and won. So I, you're right. I think the time of year matters a ton. And from an NHL standpoint, I'll I'll flip on a little hockey tonight. I'll also be sure to watch some NBA because I think this this Memphis act is going to wear on Golden State. I expect a response tomorrow night from Golden State, but they can can they sustain the response of matching physicality? I know Draymond can. What about the rest of them? Yeah, I I don't see a scenario where that series does not go seven games. I really don't. It's gonna be a party. That that series is awesome, and that's just a great matchup between two really good teams. And there's a team that's in that matchup that has done it before multiple times, and then there's a team in the Grizzlies that is a lot of young, fun talent that is just electrifying to watch. And you get them in front of that Memphis home crowd. I mean, that that's a tough place to play when that place is rocking. Now, no Dylan Brooks for the next three games. So we'll see how that fares with the Grizzlies. But 
I, I really don't see that series going any shorter than seven. Well, the other part of this, too, is with no more, with, with no Peyton, he was a really money, like Papa Bear, perimeter defender. Not quite as good as Papa Bear the glove. But the point is, is he at least got stayed in front of Ja, so made it difficult. He still went off, uh, but then he got hurt, and now that's that's detrimental. What's been fascinating for me and, and I remember the the buzz and the hype about Wiggins, get out of Toronto, coming out. KU got him. I, he was first pick overall, wasn't he? First or second? I think I, I think he was first, first or, or second. Yeah, up there. So, but it, it's taken him three teams, and he's still in his mid to upper twenties. He's probably twenty six, twenty seven. But it's taken him that third team, fourth team of of development to go wow. We, we've seen the ceiling now, and he's touching it. It's been impressive, but it's taken a while. We'll wind down a Friday night. Like what you hear? High-quality radio and podcasts are just part of what we do at Hale Varsity. I'm Brandon Vogel, Managing Editor, and I wanted to offer listeners of the Hale Varsity Radio Show podcast $10 off the price of an annual subscription. That means that you, for less than $20, can get everything we do, 10 issues of our monthly magazine, our annual football yearbook, and all of the premium content we produce at HaleVarsity.com. Just go to HaleVarsity.com slash subscribe and enter the promo code GBR for $10 off a full year of HaleVarsity. That's HaleVarsity.com slash subscribe, promo code GBR. Miss us? Come here, brother. Give me a hug. Bring it in for the real thing. We're on call for you. Catch the podcast at HailVarsity.com, the ESPN Lincoln app, or download them on iTunes. Saddle up, partner. Back to Hail Varsity Radio. One final time, weekend edition tomorrow. Elijah Herbal will be in. Mark Cranach on assignment will rewind. With uh, Grant Wistrom, the day-by-day documentary premieres Thursday, part one, The Rise. Great sit-down with Grant this week. We'll spend time with Brandon Vogel from Hale Varsity. We'll also have uh, some thoughts with the Iron Horse, Gary Sharp. Podcast, get a subscription because it's free. Uh, and uh, we appreciate you listening. Spotify, iTunes, Google Play is uh, how you can find Hale Varsity Radio. Uh, be sure to do that and uh, take us with six days a week. Where's the one place in the world Michael Jordan could travel and sit out and not be bothered? Before you call BS on me, Connor, I've got a location. What's your guess? Oh, and not be bothered? Yeah, like he was pretty pretty anonymous. Um, I'm gonna stick with the not theme. Not be recognized. Here. I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with the theme here of the episode and say Ireland. No. <laughs> I don't know. Paris. Really? Like, this is after he retired and Jordan was asked, Hey, where can you go just be a normal dude and have dinner outside or people watch like the rest of us? He's like, you know, I can go to France and they don't they didn't care. I mean, every other place really? in the world he went to Croatia one summer on vacation and still got mobbed. He's on a yacht, and people are riding up to his yacht. That imagine, would be annoying. A little bit. Imagine imagine that setup, but I don't know. Uh, Jordan may be scarred from the years of attempted autograph-seeking by Brandon Vogel. It's okay. 
I would have done the same thing. But yeah, he uh, he gets to go to at least early on after retirement. He travel often traveled to Paris, uh, able to uh, escape a hectic lifestyle. Pretty normal. Can walk around and eat at a restaurant, not ha- not hounded by fans. And he's not like an ungrateful guy, but it's funny watching the the, the documentary Last Dance where he just has to hold up in his room all the time because of who he is. So the old price of fame, right? Let's get you qualified right now one more time for beefing up your backyard, a chance at the Smoky Mountain Cooker Smoker from Capital Patio and the Flame Shop, a gift card to, to Russ's Market for that meat you want to put on the grill. And uh, caller 9 Right now, 466-3776-800-825-5865. Qualify now, end of May, when this drawing happens for beaving up your backyard. Uh, chances next week as well with the morning hookup, 9 and 10 a.m., and then uh, once each hour with Hale Varsity, 4 and uh, 5 o'clock each chance for you. You can log on ESPNLincoln.com and uh, try and qualify that way. Honestly, go check out this smoker. It's incredible at Capitol Patio and the Flame Shop in Lincoln or if you're coming to town. Good stuff from Connor Clark. Appreciate you. And uh, check the podcast out back tomorrow at 7 with the weekend edition Hail Varsity presented by the Nebraska Lottery. A Huda Media Production.